I'm Christina Lomangino. And we're back on our regular channels right before we start covering Westworld, Season 4, and House of the Dragon, Season 1. And we're back with our random rankings. We're back to these channels, although random rankings is a new concept to all of you. We've been doing this over on our Patreon for a while now. We decided it was time to finally bring it over here. But if you're interested and you'd like to hear what we've ranked previously on some of our bonus episodes, we've done the top 10 Stephen King adaptations, book to screen. That's bonus number 50. That also included the 10 fictional villains who got what they deserved, the 10 best fantasy worlds, and the 10 weirdest U.S. towns. That was a fun one. A little bonus on that bonus is we did the CKC Terrible Table Reads. That was a fun one. You just have to (laughs) remind people. And in another episode, we did five top YA adaptations, five top hero animal moments, 10 best movie quotes, and 10 best plot twists. That was a really awesome episode. Yep. That one was actually titled Random Rankings as well. That was bonus number 62. We were trying it out. But also in bonus number 54, this episode was titled These Lists Are Malarkey. Do you remember that, Chris? Oh, I do. That was fun. The 15 most disturbing movie scenes, 20 weird U.S. laws, 15 presidential pets, and then we ended that with a fun timed movie quotes quiz. And what number was that? Bonus number 54. So we're bringing this concept here to these channels. We're going to be doing this periodically ongoing with all sorts of entertainment topics, TV, movies, anything fictional, books sometimes, and we're just going to rank stuff. We realized here on the regular CKC channels, we have a ton of fun with the TV shows we follow, but unfortunately not everybody watches them. Yeah. So if you're not into that, there's nothing here to let you know what CKC is about, get you interested. Over on Patreon, we do more general topics for the bonus episodes, things like the history of profanity, Greek mythology, anything that you might find interesting. And we also cover movies. Yes, we do full movie reviews, and then we have our coffee breaks, where we break down what we're watching, and we give you three to four either TVs or movies, spoiler-free reviews, so you know what to watch and what to avoid. To open up this first official random rankings, Jason and I are going to rank the 10 best TV opening credits, 10 best movie opening credits, and 10 best post-credit sequences. Although these are really fun rankings... I think you took off years of my life. I can't believe out of all of the ones we've covered, you find this the most difficult. I have way more than 10 for my list. I don't have it written down, but I could. And I was fighting with myself, which one goes first, who goes into the top 10. Life's hard, man. I had this difficulty with movie quotes and plot twists. There were many movies. We wound up discussing others outside of our top 10. On the opposite end of things, could not find enough for five hero animal moments. That's a shocker. Kind of disappointing. That's because we kept, we forgot so many. Those are hard to keep in your brain. That's a good place to put this opening preface. These are not the best ever from some official list, all movies and TV forever and ever. (laughs) These are Jason and my favorite list. So there's a few things working against that. 
one, we have to have seen it in order for it to even make our list. And two, we're still fairly young, so we haven't seen all movies in the world. <laughs> yeah, we've seen a lot. There's definitely a time limit how far we go back with movies we're interested in. So I am sure there's things older. And even for the TV opening credits, there was a lot of stuff from our youth in the 80s and 90s that I didn't include because it felt like it was on a different level. Mm. They weren't doing things like uh, amazing CGI and incredible scoring. It's just a different landscape. So I have some shout outs to that. But you're going to find as you listen that your list will probably be different. That's half the fun of this. Jason and I will argue. I think my movie quotes were far better than his when we covered (laughs) that. There's going to be confusion. He's going to want to swap everything out for his top 10 list because he can't commit. But we will get down to our number ones. And then we usually put up a poll for some of the ones that got left over for you to rate so that you can get involved in the conversation. And you can always feel free to email us, contact at coffeeclatchcrew.com, and let us know your thoughts. What did we miss? Or maybe you actually want to talk to us, leave us a voicemail. We have a contact number you can call, 252-368-6606. That's ckc.6606. The only stipulation is you have to keep it under two minutes, But if you mess up, you want to call back, record again, say, forget this one. Don't worry about it. We'll edit it out. It doesn't have to be perfect. We just want to know what you're thinking. Start the conversation. So let's kick it off with the 10 best opening credits from TV. All right. So this one, I have runner-ups, but I will... We're going to wait wait till after. We're going to start from 10 and work our way to one. One being the best. Correct. So with number 10, I'm going to give an umbrella... For Doctor Who openings. I liked a lot of them. I liked the 10th Doctors. I liked the 11th and the 9th. With the iconic... Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> well, my number 10 is House. Ah, uh, yes. This is going to happen all the time. You're going to remind me of things. We're never going to forget that opening. The same thing with the scoring. And then the medical imagery that comes up in the background. This has been done for a lot of medical shows before, but something about the house one sticks with me. And for my number nine, even though we haven't finished the show yet, the opening is quite well done. And that's Severance. It's so creative. It sets the weird, eerie tone for the episode. There's a lot of talent behind those opening sequences and animation. I love it. You're going to find some of these things are on both of our lists. So spoiler, I agree with you on that. It comes later on my list. But my number nine is The Walking Dead. Ah, yes. The Walking Dead. Again, that great, really eerie music playing in the background. You can hear it in your mind right now. There's much to be said about The Walking Dead. We stopped watching it seasons ago. But for a period of time there, a decent period of time, it was one of our favorite appointment TV shows. Absolutely. Carl. Carl. All right. Now we're getting a little funky because this one I could tomorrow wake up and want it higher on the list. And that is HBO's The Gilded Age. HBO and their openings, they really know what they're doing, or at least the studios that they hire to do it. Yeah. Some of my top rankings are HBO's. In that same breath, they are very similar with the animation, the close-ups and the way, uh, in, for example, Gilded Age, the ceiling starts to open up in front of your eyes. That's very similar to other ones that we'll talk about in a little bit, but I still love it. Similar in a way I love. Exactly. It's never going to get old to me. So, happily, the Gilded Age. And, talking about Coffee Break, that is one of our spoiler-free reviews. 
The Gilded Age. My number eight is Big Little Lies. Ah, I didn't even think of that one. That's a good setup to a storyline. Now that I'm recalling, I also loved Sharp Objects, which is not on my list. But I'm going to go ahead and give that one a shout out as well. I'm not disagreeing with any of yours. And in fact, they're going to wind up on some of mine later on. What's your number seven? I'm pretty proud of us because we're not sitting on them too long because you and I know how to talk. We could extrapolate on every single one for 20 minutes. But then we'd have nothing for future episodes. (laughs) So my number seven, I don't believe you've seen it, but a return to HBO, True Blood. Okay. I was wondering when we'd get some that I haven't seen on your TV list. I have heard about the show, but not the opening. I have a feeling that my number seven is somewhere on your list. I'm guessing maybe higher, and that's Stranger Things. Yes, it is. (laughs) Very... Simple. And I have quite a few on here. I realize that there is a recipe to what I like. Yes. Some of them are very simple and clean. It's mainly just the title with a great scoring in the background coming up in some kind of original way. Or it's super artsy and different that you're not going to get bored of watching it over and over again, like The Gilded Age. Exactly. And for Stranger Things, they do do that very well. It's the reveal. One of the things you learn taking multimedia arts classes is that the power of the reveal and opening title sequences, that's the bread and butter. So the reveal is the Stranger Things words. It starts up really close and it gets further away till you see the whole thing and the score. Holy shit. And this happens a lot with the letters coming in in some type of creative fashion. I don't think I ever get bored of that. Do you remember old school HBO where you would fly through the words? Yeah. That was the best. Okay, my number six, you definitely don't have. It's The Simpsons. Okay, not on my list. (laughs) They always had creative openings, and they were almost always different. They always ended on the couch, and something different happened on the couch pretty much every time as well. It's fun, it's spontaneous, or they give the feeling of spontaneity, and it's goofy. I love it. I like an opening that changes over time, especially one that gives reveals. Maybe not when you're first watching it, but that you could figure out later. I'm sure you're catching on to what I'm talking about, but I'll get there in -hmm. a little bit. I have a feeling that this was the case for this show. Unfortunately, we've kind of halted it. You already mentioned, but my number six is Severance. Uh, Yes. Unfortunately, I've gotten a little bit... It's difficult for me to get through. The episodes feel slow. The pacing is a little bit off. I can tell that there's meat there and interesting things that are going to happen. And I am almost positive that a lot of it is foreshadowed in this opening. And I really appreciate that. I'm sure we're going to come back to it at at some point. But for the opening credits alone, it definitely gets my number six. All right. My number five, I'm willing to bet you have on your list. Okay. And that is True Detective season one. I do not. And that's a great one. That one is so well done. I think shows that I get upset with later on, I sometimes just burn the whole thing out of my mind. I feel you. (laughs) I think that's how I was with Walking Dead. But True Detective, they didn't ruin it for me because season two is a different story. So that helps keep the integrity of season one. And none of this has anything to do with the openings, which is why it's great to rank them separately like this. I wonder if my five, I don't think so, has wound up on your list. And that's Orange is the New Black. Ah, you could not stop singing that song. Achilles liked it too. Yeah, for months after the sound of the jail bars closing, 
the colors on screen, everything about it hooked you in. And Netflix is very smart, just starting up that music <laughs> for the next one so you can't stop watching it. Every time you hear it now, you're going to get excited. Those earworms. From the time I mentioned House is my number 10, I now mm. have that... <laughs> okay, so now we're reaching the top four. And this one you haven't seen, but perhaps you've seen the opening. It's so beautifully done. And that's Dexter. Ah, uh, yeah. Much has been said about this opening. The play on sound, the play on close-ups and blood and knives cutting into fruit that looks like skin. It's very, very well done. And it's another earworm that catches you. There's a lot of openings like that that didn't make my list. I'm thinking primarily of American Horror Story, but they all have that similar vibe. They weird you out a little. There's details that you want to figure out more about. Well, my number four, you said before, is The Gilded Age. Ah, there we go. Landing high on the list, and especially for a newcomer, it often takes a couple of seasons for something to work its way higher onto my ranks, but I really appreciate it, the beauty and simplicity of it. Much like the show. And I can't disagree with you. I can't fight you on that. Ah, uh, but here we are now. What's your number three, Jay? Mad Men. Oh, that's good. It's an iconic opening. Even if you haven't seen the show, guaranteed you've seen parts of that opening. Well, my number three, I couldn't believe wound up so low on your list. Here's my chance to yell at you, and that's Doctor Who. Ah. I think it's one <laughs> of the best of all time, and you could put almost any of the years. And I'm talking back to old Doctor Who. Some of those I appreciate even better than new ones. It changes over time, but not a lot. It's a progression. So there's always pieces of the thing that came before, which mm -hmm. I think is incredible. It never loses the crux of the, the type of music, the sounds of the TARDIS in the background, the going through a wormhole. What you just said could also describe Doctor Who, or at least when I loved Doctor Who, that no matter what Doctor's next, whatever, no matter what season it is, there's parts of the old in there. And the more you know Doctor Who, the more they pop up to you and you value. And things that remain constant. We've talked about that in Doctor Who discussions before, how you have to have those things when so much changes from season to season. But isn't that your best opening credits that do have elements of what the show is about being Absolutely. presented? Yeah, I have to agree. All right, my number two. You've already discussed it. Stranger Things. Mm, it's my that's number two. high. I know. It's very high. It's That's okay. It's good. It's just so well done. The beauty and the simplicity. Oh, I just can't believe what's not winding up. So my number two is Westworld. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember what's that wrong show? With me? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, no. I knew I fucked up. That's all right. Thank goodness it's on mine because not only... Oh. That should be my number two. Is that one of the best of all time? It does lay the groundwork for things that will explain about plot later, but you don't know it at the time you're watching it. We would go back and analyze. What does that player piano mean? What are the building of the hosts going on in there? The only thing I will say is it became less effective for that type of foreshadowing in later seasons. Yeah. I wish, like some other shows, they had changed it a bit more in a way that coincides, but they're still one of the best out there doing it. I'm so mad at myself. That should be my number two, and I should get rid of <laughs> True Blood. Well, no, but I heard True Blood is good as well, so I'm kind of glad ones that I don't have, like any time we're doing this, are reflected on your list. True Detective, Dexter, 
things that I I hear right. are very strong, but I don't have the personal experience. I don't even have it on my runners up because I just forgot. Hey, we're gonna blank a lot of things, but if my number one isn't your number one. Well, on three. One, two, three. Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. <laughs> of course. Now, maybe there's a personal bias going on for us. No, it's beautiful. <laughs> if you followed CKC, our first ever coverage on a TV show was Game of Thrones. Our favorite coverage is always going to be GOT. This is why we're doing this, the prequel, House of the Dragon. There are so many good things you could talk about, even after some of the souring feelings that people left with at the end. But I think one of the standouts for that show is going to be its opening sequence. There has never been anything like it. And people try to emulate it and do well. I would argue that the Gilded Age kind of has that feeling and Westworld. Westworld, Severance, they've all borrowed the idea. But that's good artists borrow, great artists steal. Uh, Game of Thrones is the beginning of that. And what you said earlier, where it just changes a little bit every year but still has its soul, its essence. And then on an episode-per-episode episode basis, it's not obvious, but where they start, where the camera hangs for a little bit, or maybe there's a little change inside of the castle, that's telling a story of what's about to and happen. now we're going back. Oh, I missed that part where the clock tower is building to this. How did I not catch that? Plus, just beautiful imagery, things building, the camera going up the spiral here and coming mm. down this thing there. It's true artistry. Absolutely. Really? At its best. You could fight us on this one, but I don't think we're going to budge on the number one. Yeah. And I think collectively we have very strong lists. You could pull out a few here and there, but I think at least 70 to 80% most of our clatchers would agree on. Now, there's some things we didn't include. Like I know The Sopranos winds up on almost every ranking list for Mm -hmm. opening credits. And yes, I can still hear it and see it in my mind. It's not one I personally loved a lot. But I could see putting it on there. I could also see, like we said, some 80s or 90s stuff that has that feel to it. I'm thinking Fresh Prince. Oh, yeah. That song is going to go down in history. Everybody knows that song. Any others that you could think of? Oh, yeah. Six Feet Under. Yes. Very well done. How about this one? You're going to hate yourself. Hannibal, the TV show. No, when I said American Horror Story, I was thinking of that whole... Okay kind of category that definitely includes things like Hannibal, and then also spinning off into the weird sci-fi like X-Files. Ah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Netflix's Daredevil was very well done. And there's rumor that now Disney's going to take over that, take over the reins and continue with that show, which I'm excited for, with the same actors and everything. And then lastly, Weeds. Okay. I didn't watch this either. This show, you know, it's the dark undercurrent that plagues suburbia. These opening credits... As the main character's drug empire grows, under the sheen of the perfect suburbia neighborhood and model households, the little boxes made of ticky-tack is the song, and they're always on the edge of tumbling down. It just tells the story in this dark yet smiling at you kind of way. I think it's really well done. The Twilight Zone. Uh, yes. The Outer Limits, you know, all of those things definitely kind of fall into a category that should be mentioned here, and I'm sure there's a whole bunch of those. Oh, for sure. But uh, great list, Jay. Thank you. Yeah, you too. We're not fighting yet. Nope, not yet. I, I have a feeling maybe not on this one either. 
<laughs> if you're looking for some controversy, we have other rankings where that came in. But let's move it on to the 10 best movie opening credits. Okay, this one I have, I made a point not to have something to say about every single one, but mm-hmm. there's some of them I have to talk a little bit. Okay. All right, so you can start this one. All right, I know my number 10 has got to be on your list somewhere, and that's Catch Me If You Can. It is, but it's not my number 10. Great use of graphic design. You have characters portrayed as stick figures, but cleverly done. Jazz music playing in the background. I'm a sucker for this animation that tells us the story about what we're about to see. Absolutely. It's along the same feelings that we got with the TV show ones that we enjoyed. But Catch Me If You Can is a lot older, but the way they did it is evergreen. Mm -hmm. It's memorable, energy-inducing with the opening song, song. Now, the, like you said, it's, it's almost stick figure-esque. The animation is simplistic, but beautiful. And the use of text as characters themselves. I would actually, if I was teaching multimedia arts and I was trying to teach my students Adobe Animate and Adobe After Effects, mm-hmm. what I would have them do is try to replicate this mm. as best as can. So you would use Adobe Animate to animate the characters, and then After Effects you can use for all the text animation. But that's not my number 10. What is yours? My number 10 is Saturday Night Fever. Oh, okay. I considered it. I see why it winds up there. It's cool. It's got Johnny T walking walking the walk and the close-ups on his feet on beat. It's just cool and it sets the tone. Again, it's, it's not one of my personal favorites, which is why it's not on mine, but I could see why you would like it. It's a different feel than I normally would go. And it's a different feel than all the other ones I have. But uh, guaranteed, there's going to be one that you have that I'm going to once again go, oh, shit, I should have put that in there. Well, my next one should be on a list. Number nine is seven. That's on my list. Okay. I was going to be upset because I know you're not a horror fan, but no, sometimes seven is the shit. it's just got to be on there. It's in the box. <laughs> a Fincher film has to be on here. We've got a Steven Spielberg. This is one of those where you were discussing things like Hannibal, where they open up with the gruesome imagery, the sort of crime, trying to figure it out, clues, really intense beat and scoring in the background. I'm going to fall for that every time. Me too. Although I haven't chosen it yet, but since we're talking about it, I want to give you what Collider said about it. I think they said it best. David Fincher's grimy crime thriller begins with grimy, grandstanding, performative, very visible opening titles over a pulsating Nine Inch Nails remix, a litany of damaged film stock shows off the misery-laden, intoxicating world we're going to find ourselves in for the film's length. Visible and visceral. It kind of forewarns you. (laughs) Get ready. So that was your number nine? Yes. Okay, so my number nine is Edward Scissorhands. Ah, okay. I really debated putting it on there. I did too, and I could very easily be persuaded off of it because I rewatched it and I remembered it being better, to be honest with the you. The whole movie, yeah. if you watch now. Something about it, it's one of those, you had to be in that time frame, hooked us when we were kids. Yeah. Uh, there's things definitely to appreciate, but it's not the same movie watched as an adult. So it's a nostalgia pick for me. I get it. My number eight is interesting because the movie that would wind up on my list is newer, but the opening credit sequence is from the original 1960 movie. I'm talking about Psycho. Ah. It's one of the ones we were discussing under TV where the words come in in an interesting way. Here it's bars of color that almost feel like the beats of music 
or a heartbeat monitor as you're watching up and down, in and out, and then, of course, that thrilling music in the background. Yeah. It's just perfect to this day. Very much so. Way better than Edward Scissorhands, to be honest with you. (laughs) Well, I have a mix of things on here, too. Okay, so my number eight, uh, this might be where we start to fight. You're not going to like this one. It's Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Uh, Not yet. This one is the whole team. They're in their suits. They're walking in slow motion to Little Green Bag. I don't know why, but it just... Tices a feeling. I'm more nervous for when we start the Marvel run, which I know has to be coming, or potentially in our next rankings list, maybe post-credit sequences. I made it a point with all of these to, when in need, use them, mm-hmm. but try to not dwell on them. It could be a whole list. Yeah. For it opening and post-credit sequences. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have one on both, but <laughs> that's it. Coming back to classics, my number seven is Star Wars. Ah, yes. Can't believe I didn't put that one. I mean, you can remember the words scrolling up. Yeah. Right? And then disappearing. And again, it's just something you hadn't seen before. And it's going to stay with you. And it really worked for what they were doing. It's uh, the first time for a lot of people where their imagination is allowed to go into space mm-hmm. like that. And that's showing space. It's carrying you away. Yeah. To this. And it's been copied over and over again on like films that are satire, things like that. Uh, admittedly, I feel like my list, especially the top part, is so much weaker than yours. It's weird because my bottom ones are probably realistically based much stronger than my top five. My top five are a lot more emotional, personal. Okay, and I'm so going, I went the other way. I realize these aren't as good as Psycho and Star Wars, but I just can't help myself. But six is still going to be my cutoff. What is your seven? My number seven is Drive. Huh. The opening titles are deceptively simple. You put pink 50s diner font over Ryan Gosling driving and underscore it with Kavinsky's synth pop tune, Night Call. But like everything cool, it doesn't need to try any harder. It trusts we'll meet it there and enjoy every second of it. It's an incredibly confident, self-assured, cool, cool opening. Well, speaking of keeping it simple, my number six, everything we've been talking about with the words coming in, the plain background, this has to be the winner for that competition. Oh no. I'm talking about Alien. I mean, not only do they come in cleverly, you get the one for the I in the middle first, and then the side one for the A on the left, the side one for the N on the right. You don't know what you're building. Of course you do, because you know you came to see the movie Alien. (laughs) But just space and the planet in the background. Again, that incredible score. It's so vast, the way they do it, the way they make that planet feel so giant. It makes you feel small. And I think that's the point of it. And afraid. Oh, yeah. What have I gotten myself into? You know, when we talk about movie rankings, not even just franchises, series, any movie, because I could separate out the first alien from the others. Mm -hmm. This is always going to wind up on my top of list. I can't fight you on that one. (laughs) What is your number six? My number six is seven. Ah, so neither of us put seven at seven. No, which is interesting. When you asked me what my number seven was, I was like, oh, missed opportunity. (laughs) I'm so glad it's there and higher than on my list. Yeah. But I, you know, I had to consider Alien. My next ones are my strengths from seven on. Oh, so here's where we flip flop because I get emotional. And you're going to see that right off the bat. My number five 
is my only Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a great one. It's definitely more emotionally based. It is still strong in what it delivers. Something about this movie, for me, just stands out from anything else in the comic book, cinematic universe types. It's a thing apart. Its opening is the thing apart. It's post credit sequence. I don't know. I think it does it all brilliantly. And part of its strongest is music choice. Absolutely. It pulls on our nostalgia strings. I think it works perfectly, and I'm not going to fault you for that one. I would put that on my list as well. You ready for my number five? I am. The Shining. (gasps) Wow, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Now, we've talked about this in our movie review. The iconic song, the amazing helicopter camera work. We said we'd use drones now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their clever and masterfully use of the rule of thirds in every single segment. Talk about highlighting the isolation. They're just driving further and further away from civilization. This tiny car on this road against a huge mountain backdrop. And that's what I mean. If you think about that reveal of the car, it's coming from the bottom right of the screen and going into the rest of the screen. And it's on the rule of thirds, that bottom square. Mm-hmm. It is one of the best of all time. It really is. All right. Don't laugh. Is it on your list? It is, higher okay. up. I'm saying don't laugh at my number four. <laughs> Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Why would I laugh? <laughs> because, like I say, realistically, it's not better than Psycho. <laughs> but <laughs> I can't help it's it. It's your list. <laughs> it's fun. It's funny. I don't have a lot of light cutesy on here yeah where it gets you every time you know what it's gonna be you know how foolish it's gonna be but it's it's just great i want to drop edward scissorhands and saturday night fever and put that and star wars this is why it's so great that we do lists separately because we wind up with things that the other doesn't have that maybe should be on a master list somewhere absolutely all right my number four Stranger Than Fiction, another one of our movie oh, reviews. Oh, it's not on my list. It's the daily routine broken down to its extreme with the font, the text moving. That's all After Effects. The numbers, it's when he's counting. Done. Yeah. Oh, great opening. See? I totally forgot. That's a genius movie. It so is. So underrated. It should be up there as one of the top storytellings. It's one of the few comedies, if you can call that a comedy... And you could definitely tell our style because one of the other ones was Albert Brooks Mm. defending your life. So we like to do these dry, bigger existential questioning types, but we've covered both of those on Patreon. Less dry, more goofy, but it's the same concept is Hitchhiker's Guide. It's I would put that along the same. Which we did that too, but that enters into the sci-fi realm. So of course we're going to like that. Gotcha. Okay, my number three is for sure a nostalgia pick, but also has to be there. It's Jurassic Park. Oh, yes. And I'm talking OG. First one. Park number one. Yeah. Now they all have strengths. And let me be clear, the shining aside, because I don't really consider that a scene, I'm talking about only the credits, not cold opens. This could have taken me in a whole other direction for TV and movie where you get a scene in a cold open prior to the credits. So Jurassic Park does start to go into a scene, but that's cheating. So none of mine include actual footage from the movie. I'm only talking about music, credit sequence, animation, because Jurassic Park can stand on the music and the title alone without even having to get into what's happening there. 
Yeah, Jurassic Park should be on my list. Also, I guess I did cheat a little bit because Stranger Than Fiction is more of the cold opening type. It has a little bit, and, you know, The Shining has the filming of the car, but they're not full scenes of what's going on in the movie. Right. All right, so my number three, Deadpool. Oh, of course. No, shut up. This one was really good. It's on a lot of lists. Ryan Reynolds making fun of himself. The camera movement of the frozen action scene mixed with the ever-fun After Effects motion-tracked text. Really enjoyed that. Collider says it best. By the time Deadpool hit theaters in 2016, the pop culture landscape was inundated with bombastic superhero films with bombastic title sequences. So, Deadpool, in the spirit of its materials, needed to subvert everything possible. It took the piss out of its title sequence. Your mileage may vary regarding the rest of the film's quality of comedy, but these titles pack satirical punch jabbing in every single direction from God's Favorite Idiot on down. I think it's so well done. Stop trying to make it sound cleverer than it is. My number two is The Shining. Okay. I agree with everything you've said, and I think it's one of the best of all time, and it's going to keep holding up because every time you see that scene, no matter how many times you've watched the movie, here we go. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Can't, I can't fight you on that one. Now, this is my number two. This was already on your list. Catch me if you can. Okay. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And my number one... I've realized that this is going to wind up a lot on a lot of my ranking lists. I'm sorry about that <laughs> because I think it's been on three previous as a number one is Harry Potter. Now, I know this changes slightly with every me movie. Right. The song is the same, but they've done slightly different things. It gets darker. Any one of them. You could pick any one of them. Essentially, it's kind of the same for me. Yeah, even the Warner Brothers logo got darker and darker. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed missed opportunity for me. I like that one. Not going to fight you on it. It gets enough love, though, from our listings. Well, this one you're not going to like. It's another boy one. Mm-hmm. And it's Casino. Oh, Okay. When you love someone, you've got to trust them. There's no other way. You've got to give them the key to everything that's yours. Otherwise, what's the point? And for a while, I believed that's the kind of love I had. This one is its very operatic film about power and betrayal. Uh, it, the striking opening sequence. It's framed around Robert De Niro as he soars through explosions of his own making. It's that trademark Martin Scorsese vibe of joining the hell out of the aesthetics of this thing I know deep down is morally bad. It just sets the tone. It's so well done. I don't know. As a kid, that Scorsese was the coolest dude ever. <laughs> so I mentioned none of these have cold opens. I do think that should be in a different ranking list in the future for us. But to give just a brief mention to things like that, Jaws would probably wind up uh, yes. real high on my list where you have an actual scene, it sets the stage, gets you into it, and then the credits come up. So I'm not forgetting about things like that. Well, I feel overall I like the top part of my list. I do not like the bottom. I think yours is stronger as a whole, but I could easily... I edit this. I can just change it, you know. There's a lot <laughs> in both, though, I'm looking at that is very good. I feel much more strongly about those lists than I do my final one. Me too. And that's the 10 best post-credit sequences. All right, I'll start this one off 
with number 10, Spider-Man Far From Home. I'm starting to feel like Spider-Man is one of my more favoritists uh, of the Marvel. At least currently it is. You know, then it goes Iron Man and all those. This is the one where Spider-Man is being told out. Okay. Everyone knows about him at this point. It's the end. The mm. end, end of Far From Home. My number 10 is Anchorman. I do have a lot more funny on this list, and I think that Me works too. for a post-credit sequence. You know, I heard somebody writing about this in an article. For a long time, it wasn't a thing. And some of the movies who did it very early on, it was such a secret because people had left the theater. They yeah. didn't know about it. You were special if you saw that sequence. And it wasn't a huge internet time where you could just read it anywhere. You had to hear it from somebody. And very often there were ones that were necessary to the movie. Could have even been alternate endings or were going to explain a potential sequel in the future. I have some of those where I think it's appropriate, but I think it works better if it's just a fun extra. Sure. Hey, if you stuck around for this, it's a bonus. This is a classic example. They have scoured every joke possible. Essentially, they're here having a laugh and talking about how much they like laughing with each other. That's all it is. But it's fun. Well, come on, Anchorman. The, especially the first one is a classic. Not going to fight you on that one. Along the same lines, the same feeling, the funny, just to do it because they can, is Wayne's World. Okay, I thought about that. You know, I, I don't think anyone's going to tell us when to leave. Yeah, good call, Garth. Uh... I'll bet we're just going to sit here, and when they're finished, they'll fade to black. I can't believe they did that. I told you. Well, my number nine is also fun and goofy, but kind of explain a little bit about the movie, and it's The Hangover, the first one. Okay. So they discover the camera with the evidence from the night before, and we get photographs of sort of the chronological events, things that we didn't know, the complete story of what happened. It reveals moments like the tooth removal, mm -hmm. <laughs> them using drugs, you know, there's additional stuff. In fact, my, my bottom three, 10, 9, 8, are all funny. Can't go wrong with funny. All right, my number eight, time for you to hate me again. Deadpool, the oh, first one. again. He does his Ferris Bueller's Day Off ending. I knew it wind, would wind up here, though. You know I love Ryan Reynolds. Well, perhaps you'll appreciate my number eight in that case. It's Step Brothers. Oh, hell yeah. Another comedy that I just, I'm not normally into the stupid comedy, but this is a brilliant one that I could watch again and again. And this scene where they return to a playground where a group of children previously bullied them. Arriving via helicopter, they come in to beat the children, <laughs> which is like, you know, not okay, but here in a fictional universe, it's funny. And... They deliver their biggest hit since Boats and Hose. Yeah. Well, they were trying to make a musical. Well, if it isn't Dale Dobick and his little butt buddy. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but I'm going to kick you repeatedly in the balls, Gardaki. Let's get out! The grown-ups, motherfucker! Say hi to your dad. We went to high school together. That is another classic. You can't make movies like that anymore. I or know. They don't even try anymore. All right, my number seven, along the lines of just funny to be funny, this one's more about the camaraderie between our characters, and that's A Knight's Tale. And this is one where they're at a bar and they're farting. I don't have it, but <laughs> I thought about it, and I figured Jay has got to put that on yeah. there, right? Classic. 
Okay, here comes my first serious one. My number seven is Buried. Okay. It is your boy, yep, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds, but in a serious movie that I actually really liked him in. The whole thing is very grim. Did you happen to see the post credit sequence? Because a lot no, of people didn't know about it. I didn't know about it. It's one last surprise following the grim, mysterious fate of Paul. Spoilers, by the way, because this is really the end end if you haven't seen this movie. The camera pans along his coffin, seemingly lit by his lighter, to reveal the name Mark White, the man supposedly rescued by the FBI but revealed not to have been. It's inscribed on the coffin from Paul's perspective. Enigmatic, another little bit of sad. It's all just horrible. The ending is horrible. It leaves you with that feeling of, oh, no. (laughs) But one of those things where you had to stay to really get their final word on it. The final nail in the coffin. That's right. (laughs) All right, my number six, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh, there's two Spider-Men. Okay. I know, but this one's the cartoon one. Uh, I mean, it's just so well done. I've heard this is fantastic. It's a play on the 67 cartoon where there's multiple Spider-Mans. And they're just pointing at each other. Great story. Hey, did you finish the goober? It's not a goober. It's a gizmo. You always have to call me out. It's just really frustrating and bums me out. Don't get too excited, Miguel. It's just a prototype. Not excited. But you could be the first person to make an autonomous multiverse jump. Or the last. Okay, so we're just going to roll the dice on this? So what do you say, pal? Where do you want to go first? Let's start at the beginning one last time. Earth 67. Whoa. What the? I'm Spider-Man. I need you to come with Who me. Who the heck are you? I, I just told you that. Listen, listen. I'm from the future. How dare you point at me? You, you were pointing first. Rude to point. You're being very rude. You're not even believing what Which I'm saying. Which one pointed first? Spider-Man pointed first. Obviously. You're pointing at me right now as you say that. Look at you. I'm just pointing at your point. Look at your finger right now. different than normal pointing. You haven't seen You're accusing me of pointing while you're... Well, my number six is a a cutesy, but I really appreciate the storyline. Monsters University. Okay. So you know this movie. Yeah. I don't know if you recall, near the beginning of the film, a slug monster is shown, panicking that he's going to be late for the first day of class and races away at a snail's pace. (laughs) The joke is eventually paid off. You're wondering the whole movie. Maybe some people forgot about it, but the post-credit scene finally returns to him with the slug arriving at last at class, only to be told by a janitor, the school year is over. Oh, that's It took funny. him so long. I like that. That's cute. <laughs> it's just, that's cute. I love it. Oh, man, you just opened up a whole nother thought. Ice Age. Is that on your I list? have it somewhere on my okay. list to hold Shit, that thought. I forgot all of that. <laughs> all right, so instead, I'm going to be repetitive. My next one, which is number five, is the actual Ferris Bueller's Day Off. still here it's over go home go this is your number five yeah jay this is my number five we finally have a lineup nice Those of you who haven't listened to our Patreon rankings, we always try to see, yes, we'll have some similar ones, but if there are any that wind up in the same slot, it's happened from time to time. So this is our first over here. Wow. It's more of the perfect movie where he breaks the fourth wall, and this time he's like, you're still here? Go home. It's It's over. over. So well done. It's great. And my number four is... Guardians of the Galaxy. I might as well go ahead and tell you that it's going to be my number three. Ah, So we got really close to matching up on that as well. 
yeah, we're talking about the first movie. Yes. So you've got Groot, reborn as a sapling, dancing to I Want You Back. <laughs> um, yeah, and one could argue the second one was just as good, too. Yeah, it is. I think the first one on everything tops the second one just a little bit. I love the second, but, you know, the first one is classic. Yeah, I think so. Just a little bit, it tops it on everything. My number four is Coraline. Ah, okay. Another animated that I hold in high esteem, kind of like Nightmare Before Christmas. I think they did something very original. The artwork is beautiful. And in their post-credits, we get some truly beautiful animation showing the creation of the mice. Remember the mice that we get a lot throughout the movie? Before the rather cryptic message comes up, for those in the know, jerkwad, which I have no idea what that means, uh, but that nice music, the mice floating around the whole feel oh, of the movie. Deep meaning. Someone's mad at us right now for not knowing. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's well, cool. it's fun. All right, my number three. This is iconic. It's the best. The ending song for 40-Year-Old Virgin, Aquarius. Okay, I like 40-Year-Old Virgin, the movie. I hate those scenes. Anything with the Aquarius, I hate the post credits. I don't know why. It's just a part of it oh, that I hilarious. don't enjoy. How dare you? I, I, you know, I don't know. I mentioned my number three is Guardians of the Galaxy. There we go. All right, here we go. My top two are by far the best. You can't argue with me on this one. Okay. It's Favreau. Well, then I'm going to argue. Okay. <laughs> Disney Plus. The Book of Boba Fett. I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. The ending is impactful. Every episode is the artwork for that episode. And whoever is doing this okay. artwork That's is cool. talented beyond talented. And the music behind this one and the next one, I'm going to say, he's on YouTube. You can see he talks about how he created these songs. It's just so well done. This is a, a world I love to go back into. Okay. For my top two, I have one silly and one serious. My number two is silly, and it is Ice Age. Now, you could pick from any of them because they all have hysterical post-credit sequences, but I think it's number five, Collision Course, because it's when Scrat finally gets his acorn. Okay. So this has been going on forever Forever. and ever, but he finally gets to eat it. So the payoff of, we've been working towards this for five movies. How many years since the first Ice Age came out? It's never going to stop being funny. I can't believe I forgot about those until you just jogged my memory. I agree with you. not going (laughs) to fight you on that one. I love Scrat. And my last one, I won't belabor it, it's... The Mandalorian. It's the same concept. Oh, okay. Favreau, Disney Plus, episode artwork. And this one with the great Western-esque music. Same composer. Check it out. Okay. My number one is a serious Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So it's the first in the new Planet movies. New post Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> this is one of these very short clip. You see the pilot taking a cab to the airport. He's bleeding from the nose. He looks up. You see the departures list. And then he gets on the plane. And you see the little lines that look like, you know, spreading out across the map. Flight patterns. The virus is spreading. Again, I'm a sucker for how did this start? How did it move along with things like that? It's one of the earlier ones. I mean, one of these days, we've never really talked about Planet of the Apes, but it's another of the best, I think, movie series of all times. It's so well done. It just hurts me to watch it because it, it's difficult. the apes in pain. I can't deal with that. I it's, have issues. It's not a fun rewatchability factor, but every time I see clips from it, 
I say, yeah, I loved those movies. And when I watched I them, they were doing groundbreaking things. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you know who was the main ape. Yeah. And we just talked about him in the bonus. Yeah. And his brilliance we discussed. Andy Serkis. Yeah. He's phenomenal. He's the man. So everything from that to their visuals, but, you know, post credit sequence included. Well, Jay, surprisingly, we had no big arguments this time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you tuned in for drama. There's <laughs> bound to be some along the way, but I think... I agree with everything you did. You as well, for the most part. I mean, these are pretty general, you know, opening sequences, closing sequences. As a quick recap, for the best TV opening credits, both of our number one was Game of Thrones. The 10 best movie opening credits, my number one was Harry Potter, yours Casino. And 10 best post credit sequences, mine was Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and yours, The Mandalorian. I like them all. This was a lot of fun, just like we've had with every rankings episode. I am really excited to do this in the future. We have so many thoughts, we don't know what exactly is going to be in upcoming episodes. But if there's something that you would like to hear ranked, at some point in the future, we can always put it into the list. So just feel free to write in, call in, let us know. And if you like this and you want to hear more of the CKC, you can always join us over at Patreon. Just go to coffeeclatchcrew.com, click on Patreon and join us there. Again, the bonuses, we have so many hours. We have like two weeks worth of listening. Um, if you want more lists, that's bonus 50, titled the top 10. Bonus 54, these lists are malarkey. And bonus number 62, random rankings, along with so much more content. And as we mentioned, if you want to let us know what your best TV opening credit, movie opening credit, or post credit sequence is, definitely let us know. We'll discuss it next time. Before we are back for our next rankings episode, though, we will be coming back for Westworld Season 4 because that's coming at the end of June. So if you watch that, definitely stay tuned. We're going to have a prepper episode before it starts. It's going to be fun. Everything we do can be found at the website, coffeeclatchcrew.com. Until next time, this rounds on me. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CKC Podcast. And if you'd like to support Jason and Christina and would love even more content, including bonus casts and movie reviews, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash CKC Podcast. This round is on me. game.